1: Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, undying light listeners. This is your host, Pastor Alex, and it is Friday, so we are uh, knee-deep in Habakkuk, and we are looking at Chapter 2 this week, uh, and then we will wrap this book up next week with Chapter 3, and then we will have kind of a bonus uh, content episode uh, in between the next uh, this book and the next Minor Prophet that we're doing, so... I haven't decided what that topic will be, so it'll be a surprise. It might just be something off the cuff when I get down to record, or it could be something that uh, I get a lot of questions on. I don't really know yet. I, there's been a lot of people asking for uh, the distinctions between Lutheran faith and Calvinistic faith, and I want to put that into a series and talk on the different subjects and where we have similarities and differences. I can't quite say I can squeeze it all into one episode, so I don't know if I want to dedicate it to, like, a Friday. And it being a Lutheran topic, I, I want to kind of leave it for the Tuesday show. So, I don't know yet. I'm just kind of waiting to see. Um, so, that's yeah, it's kind of the spiel. We've got uh, quite a bit happening. I actually was just looking at my calendar, and I'm uh, booked up until the end of August with episodes, so we will... Uh, we we had the Lord's Supper and Passover, which releases on August 9th. By the time you hear this, that'll be this past Tuesday. Uh, And then we've got the Lord's Supper through the Book of Concord on August 16th. And then we have the Luther's Large Catechism part one. And then the following week on August 30th, we have part two. And, And then the first week there in September, we'll get to part three and we'll wrap up Luther's Large Catechism. And so you know, We've spent a little bit more uh, in in this than I had originally planned, which is totally fine because that's just kind of how things go on this show, uh, and we will do a QA and a and we will do uh, an episode on, maybe we'll blend it together depending on how many questions we get, but we'll do um, a, a segment or a, ser- a section dedicated to discussing the different types of views with the Lord's Supper and and trying to... Uh, hopefully articulate Luther's position Uh, then we'll do a wrap-up show and uh, if we get anything else uh, in the meantime then we'll just go with that so uh, we probably could be to the end of September with the sacrament series so it's spanned all summer and into the fall and that is just fine it's been a fun series for me and I've really enjoyed it Uh, alongside doing these minor prophets. It's been a nice deep dive into Old Testament literature and unpacking what is going on here, because uh, there's quite a bit that happens that we often are uh, kind of we often brush aside in the church. So we've got a couple things just to keep you up to speed. By the time this airs, um, I look at my calendar again here. Uh, today's the 9th of August, and so I'm going to record for the 19th, which is uh, a week from this Friday. By the time that airs, um, the 14th, obviously, we're all, already past. The 14th is a Sunday, and that's our next Bible study. Now, I've picked two dates in in August for the patrons for Dying Light and my church, the 14th and the 28th. So by the time the 19th rolls around, if you listen to this episode before the 28th, you can still Join patron and get in on that Bible study, but here's the really unique thing for those who don't follow me on social media. I'm kind of hyping about this on my page. Uh, Starting September 11th, we will um, go to an every Sunday night Bible study. So that'll be another thing we offer to you as a patron. So dollar a month gets you a weekly Bible study. That's a pretty good price. Um, It's like a quarter a session basically. (laughs) So. Uh, But not only do you get the Bible studies, you get my sermon notes, you get early release uh, episodes. Like I said, today's the 9th. This is going to go live on the 16th. No,pe that's September. Uh, The 19th, my apologies. So the 19th. And for patrons right now, they already have the Tuesday shows all the way up through August 30th. And so uh, today they will get uh, the show that will drop on uh, September 6th. So there's a lot that they get uh, for being a patron, and you'll get private. You can get Zoom uh, meetings with me. You can have Q and A's. You're on the Discord server, and we've got tons of channels, tons of people that are interacting uh, on there. Um, We've got a prayer channel if you need it. We've got uh, a workout channel. We've got fitness and food and scripture and questions and book recommendations and all sorts of stuff on the discord server. So uh, a large variety. Then if you're on Instagram, you can always join our UL chat on Instagram. If you want to have continual chaos on your phone, because there's uh, the conversations never end and they're always all over the place. So um, that's the patron view view. Oh, also if you're a patron, uh, not only you know once we reach our milestone will you be entered in for uh, a, a commentary giveaway uh, but once we hit the next milestone after that i'm going to give a copy of logos bible software away to uh, a lucky patron so we we've, we've set the goal at 75 we want to get to 75 patrons that will get us the commentary giveaway for patrons and then to 100 we'll get the copy of logos away um, so some great stuff on the horizon, and I'm just looking to grow this platform even more, grow this ministry and, uh, the reach that we have. So, uh, it's not just confined to us dollars. So if you're overseas listening to this, there, there may be a way that you can do it. Uh, if you can't, and you still want to give financially, uh, reach out to me. I'm sure we can talk through a, a means. There's a few places that are just. Way too hard to manage, and I've had some people who have been very generous to uh, supporting the show, and they just can't financially give. and And again, it's not about the money for me. That's why I set the uh, tier to a dollar, and you get everything. Now we will probably do uh, a couple higher tiers, um, and and in those tiers, we'll give a a little bit more incentive, like we'll do private Zoom calls, Q and As, or you know, maybe study sessions or something like that for those particular tiers. But that will be you know uh, an exclusive thing at a higher tier. And that's something, again, I'm working on. I've got a couple people who I'm talking with. I say that all the time. But we've got kind of a good game plan, and it's just now getting through the executional part of it. And a lot of the dragging of my feet with it has been school because I want to get through school, and I want to get through my, my master's and get that done before the end of the year. And so the focus necessarily hasn't been on the patron end where I can unload content. It's been, uh, on the school work so I can get, get my uh, master's done. So dollar a month gets you access to all that stuff then. And, and you can give more if you decide, but I don't ask for anything more than that because I only want to sell you my time and I want you to, um, feel like you're included in in this wonderful uh, little group of patrons that we have. So that is the spiel, and I'm very excited for the Bible studies because I think after we do Romans, we might go back and look at uh, the Old Testament again, and we will look at kind of the history of Israel, and we'll look at it from uh, the time Moses dies, and then we'll look at it through Joshua's eyes. And then into the judges, and we'll look at the historical nature of it, and we're going to kind of do so from like a, you know, a high level view. We won't go verse by verse through the history books in the Old Testament because that would take us, you know, forever in a day. But we will uh, hit the high points, the big key figures, and then we'll talk maybe some people in betweens and stuff like that. So that would be included in the Bible study. And if we don't do the Old Testament, and I'm kind of leaving it up to the church to decide, but if we don't do the Old Testament, then we'll do the footsteps of Jesus and we'll walk through the ministry and life of Christ from his birth uh, all the way to his death and resurrection. And so we will see kind of the culture and history and you know what Jesus would have experienced in certain places. You know, Did he go to this town that's known more for fishing exports and stuff like that? And it will be nice to... To, go, to walk ourselves through that type of a journey because then we can um, really appreciate the time that Christ was actually traveling the last three years of his life for his ministry. So that is uh, just some of the hor- things on the horizon for um, patrons and, and the church Bible study. So you can get in and get involved in that if you choose to. Uh, we've got... You know, Great deals going through all month on Logos Bible Software. You can get up to 30% off on packages. It's just a phenomenal deal. Logos.com forward slash Undying Light. And as I say it always, it's not just for theologians. It's not just for pastors. It's not just for people in academia. It is for all people. It is for uh, the moms running a Bible study. It's for youth who are learning the Bible for the first time. It's for dads leading their families. Uh, It is for everybody. And, and it gives you the library and you can design it and build it the way you want. Um, and, it, and some people just get the cheap version and they get some commentaries and some study Bibles and that's com- and that's enough for them and that's perfect. Uh, some people want to get you know the bigger packages and, and get more content so they can see like for instance in the Lutheran package uh, if you go up a couple tiers, you'll have all of Luther's works included in that And so if you search for a Bible verse, in logos, it will give you the Bible verse information, and then it'll give you all the commentaries that are available for it. And so you'll be able to search through like what Luther has to say. Uh, if you're a Calvinist or, or anybody else, you can gear it towards those views and you'll get all of, you know, you'll get Calvin's works and you'll, or you'll get Spurgeon or you'll get John Knox or any of those other theologians. Uh, so there's a lot of a lot of uh, flexibility and customization with it, so it's a great program. And it's not just for pastors and theologians, but it's for any and all people. And I and I really really uh, love using it. So we've got twenty verses to work through, and I think we'll kind of do what we've been doing, and we'll just kind of uh, talk about it and kind of truncate itself through the text, and we will not. Um, you know we won't look at every single verse meticulously but we'll kind of try to look at some of the highlighting points Um, there are a couple topics right out of the gate uh, these first five verses that really um, uh, require some digging into and then the back end of the chapter seems to be a little less so uh, without further ado here is April with chapter two
0: Habakkuk chapter two I will take my stand at my watch post and station myself on the tower and look out to see what he will say to me and what I will answer concerning my complaint. And the Lord answered, Write the vision, make it plain on tablets, so he may run who reads it. For still the vision awaits its appointed time. It hastens to the end, it will not lie. If it seems slow, wait for it. It will surely come, it will not delay. Behold, his soul is puffed up, it is not upright within him. But the righteous shall live by his faith. Moreover, wine is a traitor, an arrogant man who is never at rest. His greed is as wide as Sheol. Like death, he has never enough. He gathers for himself all nations and collects as his own all peoples. Shall not all these take up their taunt against him with scoffing and riddles for him and say, Woe to him who heaps up what is not his own for how long and loads himself with pledges. Will not your debtors suddenly arise, and those awake who will make you tremble? Then you will be spoiled for them. Because you have plundered many nations, all the remnant of the people shall plunder you, for the blood of man and violence to the earth, to cities and all who dwell in them. Woe to him who gets evil gain for his house, to set his nest on high, to be safe from the reach of harm. You have devised shame for your house. By cutting off many peoples, you have forfeited your life. For the stone will cry out from the wall and the beam from the woodwork respond woe to him who builds a town with blood and founds a city on iniquity behold is it not from the lord of hosts that people's labor labor merely merely for fire and nations weary themselves for nothing for the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the lord as the waters cover the sea woe to him who makes his neighbors drink you pour out your wrath and make them drink, in order to gaze at their nakedness. You will have your fill of shame instead of glory. Drink yourself and show your uncircumcision. The cup in the Lord's right hand will come around to you, and utter shame will come upon your glory. The violence done to Lebanon will overwhelm you, as will the destruction of the beasts that terrified them, for the blood of man and violence to the earth, to the cities, and all who dwell in them. What prophet is an idol when its maker has shaped it, a metal image, a teacher of lies? For its maker trusts in his own creation when he makes speechless idols. Woe to him who says to a wooden thing, Awake, and to a silent stone, Arise! Can this teach? Behold, it is overlaid with gold and silver, and there is no breath, in, in, no breath at all in it. But the Lord is in his holy temple. Let all the earth keep silence before him.
1: All right. So thank you. For reading that chapter and let's dig into it so right off the bat in verse 1 we should remember what we talked about last week and we know that uh, verse 1 is kind of included in the previous uh, complaint that Habakkuk is issuing to God and so we now move into verse 2 and the Lord answers him uh, this is the righteous shall live by faith and uh god says write the vision make it plain on tablets so the words might be easily read this is what uh was instructed to moses back in deuteronomy uh, the tablets also used the stone tablets for the 10 commandments as i just mentioned and but here it's an interesting way to uh consider this it may not have been stone tablets it just says write it on tablets Uh, so Habakkuk's tablets may have been wooden through the words of the prophets were also written on stone tablets signifying their extreme importance this is a note to Isaiah 30 verse 8 so moving on to verse 3 for still the vision awaits its appointed time it hastens to the end it will not lie if it slows if it seems slow, wait for it. It will surely come. It will not delay. The appointed time, this is a big thing within the uh, modern church today, in my opinion, uh, is when is the return of Christ coming? And I think I've made a couple comments on previous podcasts about it, but we're always kind of in that flux of, is Christ returning right now, or you know, or we do we have to wait another hundred years, or is there going to be another thousand years? Uh, but Christ will uh, return at the appointed time. And that's what we see here in Habakkuk is the appointed time. This vision imparted to him points forward to the completion or fulfillment of God's purpose at a time set by him. So waiting for the Lord is an act of faith and hope. We know that from Psalm 33 verses 20 through 22. This is especially important exhortation for people in modern times, as I just mentioned, when the desire for the immediate satisfaction breeds impatience and irritability. Uh, Clement writes this, he says, compare yourselves to the vine. First of all, it sheds all of its leaves, then it buds, next it puts forth leaves, then it makes flowers. After that comes the sour grape, and then follows the ripened fruit. You perceive how, in a little time, the fruit of the tree comes to maturity. Of a truth, soon and suddenly shall his will be accomplished. Basil writes this, if in all this there is sorrow to be born, I trust in the Lord that I will not be without its use to you. Therefore, the more you have on your trials, look for, look for a more perf- perfect reward from your just judge. Do not take the present trouble ill. Do not lose hope. And that's a comforting message, again, as I... And con- comparing the appointed time here in verse three to the appointed time of Christ's return, Christians are are told over and over not to lose hope, and we we understand that from you know the scripture, and, and I made this comment in my sermon the other day. Uh, God seems to be a God who loves to make his people wait. We we knew that this would be the case when he gave the promise to Eve in the garden. And then he turns around and gives the promise to Noah and then turns around and gives the promise to Abraham and then all of the patriarchs and then into the nation of Israel and for thousands of years through the nation of Israel continuously gives them the promise. And they write about it. The prophets write about it. And yet it took a, you know, a long period of time for that promise to come to uh, reality in the birth of Christ. And so God has a thing in my you know at least from my reading is a thing with making us wait and that's just the, the the reality that we live in as christians so moving on verse four behold his soul is puffed up it is not upright within him uh, his soul this person who in pride and stubbornness refers uh, refuses to believe god's prophetic word uh, the puffed up means to swell as a tumor uh, in the old hebrew a vivid picture of a bloated pride luther described such a person as having stuffed ears for refusing to believe god's vision the righteous shall live by faith i love this in part four behold his soul is puffed up it is not upright within him but the righteous shall live by his faith this passage summarizes habakkuk's thought in contrast to the arrogant person The one who lives by faith is righteous, trusting in God's promises while waiting for the Lord to act. People are just by faith. By faith, they believe that God is favorable. And he, Habakkuk, adds that the same faith gives life because this faith produces peace and joy in the heart and eternal life. One uh, is, I got a quote here, Tertullian, I had to hover my mouse over it. Uh, Tertullian says this one is justified by the liberty of faith, not by the servitude to the law. The object therefore of the faith whereby the just man shall live will be the same God to whom likewise belongs to the law. Moving on to another quote, we have Leo the great, a mighty bulwark is a sound faith, a true faith, a righteous as righteousness is gained by faith. So, too, by the true faith is eternal life gained. May he make you to advance and preserve to the end. And finally, Luther on this, the godly people are waiting for the Lord. Therefore, they live. Therefore, they are saved. Therefore, they receive what has been promised. They receive it by faith because they give glory to God of truth. God's word to Habakkuk also formed the heart of the gospel Paul proclaimed. So we'll summarize verses 1 through 5 here. Uh, God responds to Habakkuk's complaint by urging patient trust. For in due time, the instrument of Judah's chastisement will itself suffer judgment for its cruel misdeeds. These Those intoxicated with pride most often deal with treachery, while others and, and are themselves in danger of destruction. However, the Lord declares those righteous will wait for him. Humbly trusting his promise. Now, here's the here's a really cool thing before we get into the back half of this um, chapter. um, This is such a fascinating verse in verse four, uh, because the righteous shall live by faith in nowhere else. And nowhere in scripture do we ever see anybody being righteous by their works. It's just not given. And they are righteous because of their faith. When the text talks about like Job being a righteous and upright man, he was righteous because of his faith in God. Same thing with Abraham. Same thing with Isaac, Jacob, all those guys. They are righteous because of their faith. And I have a little bit of a snuffly nose. My apologies. I was fine until I come down to my office. It seems to be the thing. It's like there's maybe something in the basement here that's like makes my nose stuffy when I do a, a podcast. And so, um, I don't know. It's just weird because I haven't had it all morning. I come down and sit down here and I'm like, anyways, woe to the Chaldeans. This is uh, verses six to the end of the chapter verse 20. So let's kind of work through this here. Uh, All of these noted in verse six, the nations plundered by the Babylonians, Uh, the first of five taunts, which is the woe that you see in verse six. If you're following along, uh, let's read verse six really quick shall not the all these take up th- their taunt against him with scoffling and riddles for him and say woe to him who heaps up what is not his own So then there's a couple more lines there but this is the first of five taunts We will see this in verse 9 12 15 and 19. the word is an attention getter like hey or ah And introduces an oracle of judgment. Uh, The loads himself with pledges. The passions amassed by the greedy Babylonians do not belong to them. And they are viewed as heavy debts that cannot be repaid. And Gregory the Great again says this. To pile up earthly gains is is, is to take on a load of sin. Well said. So as noted, In verse 9, we get another woe. This is uh, Babylonia is condemned for greedily seizing the possession and the possessions, the conquered nations of its own benefit. And verse 9 says this, woe to him who gets evil gain from his house. So we have this, uh, the next uh, woe, this would be the second here in verse 9, and then we'll jump down to verse 12 and we'll see that third woe. Uh, The Lord looked at the Babylon's thick walls and the grandeur of their city. And he saw only bloodshed and wickedness. And if you remember verse 12, woe to him who builds a town with blood and finds a city to iniquity. So then we get the next one in verse 15, the next, woe. this would be the fourth woe, And we have that in 15. It says this, um, an explosive scene, a metaphor of inflicting punishment on the captives. Luther writes this on verse 15. He says, Hab- Habakkuk, therefore, is speaking about the excessive cruelty and tyrannical rule of the king. Now, if we go back to verse 14, just to rewind just a little bit, it says, For the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. And that, Luther sees a contrast between verse between this verse and Isaiah eleven nine, 9, which is similar words describing the knowledge of God's grace to be revealed through the gospel. Habakkuk, however, refers to the knowledge of God's vengeance against the wicked, which will lead to all nations to glorify him. So then we get down here to the uh, last uh, woe in verse 19. Uh, the final woe, Habakkuk denounces the foolishness of worshiping or consulting idols. He ridicules them as the product of human imagination. This is also picked up in Isaiah 46, verses 6 or 7, in Hosea verse uh, 12, verse, uh, chapter 4, verse 12. Silent and dead, these idols are able to teach no one. And finally, in verse 20, the sharp contrast to dead and dumb idols As indicated in verse 19, the Lord is present in his temple and is prepared to act on behalf of his people. The appropriate response is reverent silence. So verses 6 through 20, in a series of five woes, the prophet decisively pronounces God's judgment against the sins of Babylon. Greed, pride, violence, shameful abuse of the neighbors, and idolatry. Habakkuk's words remain a sober reminder of God's displeasure with human sin in all of its manifestations. We need also to hear God's woe and humbly repent of our sin as the Lord has present, as the Lord is present in his holy temple, so he is present with us in his holy word in the sacraments to pardon and to cleanse. And that is going to wrap this chapter again. uh, Not a long chapter. It's not a long book. Uh, So it's not that we're, i um, trying to, you know, breeze through this, uh, but we just take the chunks of verses that we have and talk about them and hopes to help understand. And I think these little summaries at the end of each like area is great because we can kind of take that, you know, previous set of verses and just be like, okay, this is, you know, kind of the bigger picture, even though we looked at those verses even closer. So that's uh, going to be chapter two. We'll be back next week with chapter five. And as this particular show is going to drop uh, next Friday, we will have uh, the looks like one of the Luther's large catechism or the Book of Concord. However, I, I sneak this in. I think it'll be Luther's large catechism will be coming up on the 23rd on, uh, and then we'll have part two the week after. So August is moving along. We're almost done. It's so crazy to think that the summer is slowly winding down. We just registered my daughter for school today. Uh, that was very, a uh, little, bit, little bit tough for me because I don't know if I'm ready to see her go off to school yet. So so everything's coming to an end and new things are beginning and that is truly an amazing gift from God. And so thanks for tuning in. We will see you guys next week. Have a great week. Don't forget to check out our Tuesday shows if you're interested in the Lutheran Theology Uh, And I hope those are edifying and educational for you that you can uh, work through and see maybe where your um, views come to, come from, and where they match, line up, or disagree with what I am presenting. So that's that, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for tuning in. God bless. Have a great week.